Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Log Talk Radio. Three things you got to do. Watch, subscribe, and share. 
make sure that you hit us up each and every week. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, you can check us out, as I mentioned, on the website. You can check us out right here on blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also check us out on iTunes for you iPhone users as well as Stitcher Radio. If you have an Android or iPhone, you can check us out there as well. Again, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. A uh, hot and heavy show, man, tonight. Two hours, as I mentioned each week. Two hours probably isn't enough to cover everything that we're going to cover tonight, but we definitely want to thank you for rocking with us. Uh, as many of you know, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals are being played right now between the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers are up 3-0, looking to close out and sweep the Hawks. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Western Conference Finals. Um, might even get in some Lil B talk. <laughs> Lil B is uh, taking over right about now. Uh, Adrian Peterson's in the news. Uh, Ray McDonald's back in the news. Um, Kobe Bryant is back in the news. So we got you covered for the next two hours. Of course, I will not be doing the show alone. Uh, bring in my partners in crime first. The beat maker of the crew, he hails from the D. My man, Beezy. Beezy, what up, though? What up, though? What's good, Kyle? How you doing, Tell him, man? What's up with you? Nothing uh, much. Checking out this game. Just, uh, chilling, you know, enjoying life. Word up, word up, word up. Next up, the Batman, the point guard of the crew. Our boy, FIFO. FIFO, what's going on, man? Man, chilling, man, chilling, man. Just blessed. You know what I'm saying? Feeling like B. No. <laughs> he said feeling like B. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> and last but not least, man, the captain of the crew, my man Ken. Ken, what up? Hey, what's good, fellas? Chilling, chilling. What's, what's going on with you? Man, I'm going for the trifecta, man. I'm chilling. Chilling like being around. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But, uh, the phone number to call in. Uh, 646-478-0356, Pack Show. Uh, let's start right there, man. Western Conference, as I mentioned in the top, uh, Western Conference Finals right now, we got uh, the Golden State Warriors squaring off against the Houston Rockets. Uh, that series is now 3-1 to one with Golden State being uh, up, looking to close them out tomorrow night uh, back in Oakland. At Oracle Arena, game time, I think. Tip time is at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so let's start right there, man. Uh, the battle of the MVP and the MVP runner-up. Uh, I'll just start right there. B, what, what, what do you think of the battle between James Harden and Steph Curry? And we'll get into last night's game and Steph Curry falling and everything, but what, what, just your overall take as to, you know, what, what do you think about the battle uh, that these two guys have waged over the last uh, four games. Oh, I mean, it's 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 a it's a decent battle. I mean, you know, besides you know, with Harden disappearing in the fourth quarter in some of these playoff games. I mean, just in the postseason in general. But I mean, against against Stephen Curry, of course, I figured I pretty much expected him to step up and and play a little better than he has been playing throughout the playoffs. Um, but still, Steph Curry, they're up three one. Um, I still think Warriors took a night off yesterday, even though they only lost by, like, what, 10 points. But, um, yeah, I mean, Stephen Curry is showing, like, yo, this is my moment. I'm going to show you why in the NBC. He's out there playing like a 2K15. Nothing. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. 
doubt about it, man. He he has definitely been doing his thing. Um, what about you, FIFO, man? What what do you make of this battle between Harden and uh, Steph Curry? Man, I don't know what we'll be talking about, man. This battle has been spectacular, and, and mainly because of Steph Curry. Steph Curry cementing himself as the best shooter that has ever played the game of basketball. And we're talking about first ballot Hall of Famer here. Like, like this dude, he's separating himself, man. He, yo, yo, he already set the NBA record for threes and did it in nine less games than Reggie Miller. And we're talking about he's just as good as Reggie Ray, all of these guys moving without the basketball, JJ, all of them. But he can do it off the dribble, and you can't stop him. You can't stop him. And, and he's showing that, and he's playing like the MVP. Now, James Harden, okay, yeah, he had, look, all right. It is what it is. This guy, he crumbles. Like, like he just doesn't have it. Hopefully, he'll grow. But last game, 45 points. I said that he could win a game. I remember recording that. I said James Harden will win you a game. He won that game. And let's let's be honest. Let's give James Harden some credit here. But it's over. You know what I'm saying? I think I think it's been a pretty good battle, man. I think it's been very entertaining. Um, we're starting to see like you know how dominant the Warriors are. Let's see if you know when they see Cleveland, you know if that can continue. That's people. No doubt. Hmm. Well, you put a spectacular like Dominique Larry Bird battle spectacular. I mean, that's not spectacular uh, to me. Because you just said because of Stephen Curry. If it's supposed to be spectacular, don't you think both players should be playing out of their mind? Like, should we be seeing greatness from, from James Harden just like as we seen from Steph Curry? You know what I'm saying? But but I'm saying, but like, but, J- but James has had good games. He just hasn't been able to close out games. Man. Like, like, right. like, losing the game on a turnover like that, Okay, but but I mean, but it's, what about it's, the it's other forty? But, 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 but what about the rest of the though? what about the rest of the game though? But it is Can't spectacular because because the Warriors won in spectacular fashion. They blew right. the game. It's spectacular like fashion. Harden, but Harden is not pushing Steph Curry. I mean, it's not like they're battling a two-two or a three-two or something. And it's, and it's oh, it's to the wire. Like this ain't spectacular. It was a three-zero. Okay, so they didn't almost get swept. They didn't almost get swept. I maybe, knew maybe, the wording, the game maybe the word, yeah, maybe the word in spectacular. I think that was a little too extra, but I mean, to say it was a good battle, okay, yeah, that's a good battle, but like spectacular, like the bird and look okay, fine, good, whatever. It, yeah. but, all right, don't <laughs> downplay it though, because it's been, it, has it not been entertaining? I mean, not really, because they is up three zero. That's not entertaining when the team's up three zero. Give me, hey, give me two on, two or, or or something. Give me close. Give me game seven. <laughs> I'm still entertained. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about you, Ken? Man, what 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 about you? What do you make of the uh, Harden Curry uh, battle thus far through four games? I gotta say, I'm I'm a little impressed. Um, well, Harden has really surprised me. I don't want to say impressed, but Harden has really surprised me because he stepped up to the challenge and he's hitting a lot of tough shots. Um, shots that I mean, with guys in his face and everything. So, um, and and I wasn't expecting that. He does have his moments where he disappears. Um, you know, he does tend to play a little bit better in the playoffs when they have the lead. But uh, but Harden has really been um, I gotta say it's really been you know really interesting to watch him uh, you know in this battle. I mean they're overmatched. 
Um, but it's still been, you know, I, I've been, I think I'm with people. I think um, Curry has looked better. Like, it's more exciting. Harden is, you know, real smooth and stuff like that. So he shoots, you know, it goes in. It's all net and stuff like that. But it's something about Curry, man. When he's coming across, some of the shots he's hitting, um, he, he really looks unstoppable. And it, it's almost like he's damn near beating these guys by himself at right. times. So, uh, you know, yeah, they were close to being swept. And, um, you know, they just had one hell of a a run to start that game yesterday that really um, prevented them from being swept. But uh, other than that, man, I got to say, it's, it's been uh, it's been interesting. It's definitely been uh, fun to watch. But I enjoy watching Curry a little bit more than Harden because he's, he's a little bit more flashier. Yeah, I, I got to agree, man. I, I think it's uh, it, it's been entertaining. Uh, I think um, – I think one of the things that I, I, I love watching about Curry, man, is his, and you guys, especially T4, you and B can appreciate this as point guards, his command for the ball. Like, he just really, his command with the ball, when he has the ball in his hands, he always seems to be under control. You ever see, like, sometimes you'll see point guards, particularly in the NBA, more, not, not really so much in the NBA, but a lot in college where guys are still kind of trying to figure out their speed or whatever. Damn. I mean, Curry doesn't have... He doesn't have, you know, Iverson-type speed. He doesn't have John Wall-type speed. But he's always under control, and he has very good body control when he has the ball and, and his handles. Um, you know, as, as Chris Paul recognizes, his handles are crazy. Um, I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching the two of them go at it. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit better had, you know, Harden not gotten blown out and not showing up for game three. But, um you know, but Harden stepped up last night and, and, and you know, pumped in 45 points, and he was their offense. Um, so I, I, I will give I will give them the most props for what they've done um, because I think they continue to, to, to keep moving forward. And I think what Curry is doing is that he's showing everybody how and why he's the MVP. Um, now, let's go back to last night's game. Uh, Steph Curry going up for a block shot over, uh, I think it was Ariza, takes a nasty spill. Foot comes down, shoulder, arms, wrist, head. Lays on the floor, he's out. And, I mean, I think one thing that was really telling was, like, everybody in the arena, keep in mind this game was in Houston, everybody was quiet. Like, people were really, really shocked, um, you know, that he had taken this fall. And, you know, he gets up, he looks kind of woozy or what have you, and um, he goes out. He's immediately diagnosed by the Warriors' medical staff as a head, as having a head contusion. His return was questionable. Ken, I'll throw it to you. Were you surprised to see him come back in that game, and would you have held him out? I would have because we were already losing the game and uh, Clay Thompson had stepped up. Um, I've, I've been rough on Clay Thompson, you know, during this series um, because you know he, he's made a, he's made some boneheaded plays here and there, um, and he hasn't really looked like he was involved in the battle. And, and I understand he has a tough job in guarding, you know, Harden, so that kind of takes away from his offense a little bit. But um, but yeah, as soon as Steph Curry went out, man. 
I saw the play that I was used to seeing in the regular season, and it, you know, even in a couple of the first in the playoffs. I mean, he came back, he was lighting him up. So I would have tried to ride that and just sat Curry down and waited until, you know, what was looking at the time an obvious game five. Why, you know, risk it. But, um, you know what, at, at the same time, I, I kind of understand it. Like, if he went through the concussion protocol twice and he passed him twice, you really don't really stand that much to lose if you trust the doctors. I'm sure you have to trust them because you have them on your staff. And they're not going to tell you in a BS. So I, I would have definitely, I would have paid him depending on the rhythm of the game. That mm-hmm. unit seems to have a rhythm of the game. They got themselves back into the into the. Um, basically, they got within ten. It could have been eight if uh, Livingston just grew up. But right. um, you know, that's they got it within seven. I think I may have fell asleep on that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they so, they, got, um, they 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 chopped the lead down to seven. In the uh, late third, early fourth quarter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you know, I, you know, you, you can never tell with these games. Sometimes teams can get momentum. So, you know, if if he's healthy and he's able to play, you know, I, I would have. It just depends on the game, man. To be honest, um, at that time when he went out, there really was no need for him to come back in. Um, you know, at that particular juncture. But I, I get it. You're trying to win a game. You don't want them to, you know, have momentum. What I was afraid of was I thought he had a concussion. And if he had a concussion, he he was going to miss some games. And that could have gotten uh, Houston all back in the series. And um, depending on how many he missed, you know, they probably could have came back and won it. <laughs> you know, but um, because he's he been, he, he, he's been able to stay out a lot in some of those games, man, when nobody could really get a start. And he'll somehow find a way to make a play. But um but either way, man, um yeah, okay. if the game was, was out of out of hand, okay. out of control, I wouldn't have played him. But um but you, but I okay. so you, I get So it. you think the game was out of control though? Like look, first of all, you have the M V P and all time best three point shooter ever. And and if if the doctors say he's okay and he says he's okay, then he playing, man. He playing. He's the MVP. Are you serious? You're going to hold him out? No. No. If you want to play, I believe in you that we could come back. They've come back from, from, from down like that before, man. Like, they're never out of a game. They're never out of a game. And, yeah, he airballed his first shot. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he got right back into it. He got right back into the flow of the game. Were, were you concerned at all, FIFA, when you saw him airball that shot? Because I, I, I'm, I don't know if you guys saw it, but, like, I was on Twitter, and a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, he airballed a shot. Like, and it, no. you know, some people were saying, "Well, he he he's not ready. He's, he shouldn't be back out on the court." As if like we we're neuroscience, neuro, we have <laughs> neuroscience degrees or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Look, look, when people get hurt, yeah, when people get hurt, they don't just come back as oh, it's automatic again. No, like you know, you 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 get hurt in the game of basketball. Like that first play or two. You, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta work it out. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the injury, or if you hit your head, or you hit your elbow, you twist the ankle. You know what I'm saying? You, you gotta fill those things out. So no, I wasn't worried at all. What about you, Ken? I mean, uh, what about you, B? Uh, your thoughts on Steph Curry coming back to the game? Would you have put him back in the game? Um. I'm like agreeing with both Ken and uh, FIFO. Like, if, if my star player is saying, hey, look, I'm good, I can go, let me play, after taking a nasty fall, then I'm going to say, hey, look, I'm going to believe in 
like people say, I'm going to believe in my guy, and I'm going to hope he can will us and have us come back. But I'm like, we can too. Look, the game at that point, game's out of hand. We're up 3 0. Um, if we're getting blown out by 20, 25 points, my man took it. Nah, Superstar took a nasty fall. Let's just cut this up as a loss and come back and, you know, get in, finish it off in game five. So I'm kind of like in agreement of both of them because I like people's point, but Ken has a point too. Because I'm like, well, you know, the game is, is, is a wrap. I mean, not really a wrap, but it's like, wow, it ain't looking good. My guy is down by this much. You know, like I said, 3 0. You're about 3 0. We can kind of take this L and, and make sure our, our main guy is back healthier to finish him off in game five. Right. Yeah, I think, um, I, and, and I think, and, and I tweeted it out because I wasn't sure what the NBA concussion protocol was because, quite honestly, you know, we really don't see a lot of that or, or hear a lot about concussions in the NBA. And uh, my man, shout out to my man Ish who uh, tweeted back at us um, about what the actual NBA protocol was. And, and it is very distinct and very detailed as far as what you have to do. Um, I thought it. I thought it was interesting that it was a head contusion. I think if they thought it was a concussion, they would have said it was a concussion. Um, but the minute you saw him running in that hallway, you knew he was coming back. <laughs> so it wasn't oh, yeah, any yeah. doubt in my mind that he was coming back. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little indifferent about the concussion thing because I think, and I and I didn't make anything about him shooting an air ball. I think he. And he mentioned, I, I, I saw him in his post-game press conference, and he said, you know, I hadn't been on the floor in an hour, in an hour's time. So for him to come out and shoot an air ball, I mean, that probably is going to happen to anybody who's, who doesn't take a shot in, in an hour. Um, that being said, I didn't have a problem with him going back out there. Uh, Golden State actually played, you know, well without him for in stretches. Um, and anytime you can have him on the floor, he changes the dynamic of the, the floor of the game. So I think given the fact that they had cut the lead to seven at one point, I didn't have a problem with them, with them putting him back in. And, and I don't think for any second that, again, they're up three. You know, even though they were down by ten at half and, you know, the, the lead had, got, had swollen up to like 20, I think, um, with Curry and Clay, you you got a chance. So I, I didn't have a, I knew that they wouldn't put him back out there in harm's way. And um, and to be honest, if you look at his numbers, he didn't play bad once he came back. He was a little off by when you compare it to, to what he did the game before. We went for forty and they blew him out by thirty five. But I mean, he was typical Steph. So I, I didn't have a problem with him going back into the game at all. I think. Um, I think, you know, Golden State, they know what they're doing. I, I don't think that they would ever put uh, their star player in harm's way, um, you know, just for a game that was, you know, for lack of a better term, a throw, throwaway game. Uh, but you got to give you yeah. – you got to – what you say, FIFO? No, yeah, um, you know, um, looking, I think for me, man, looking at that replay over and over again, I'm just glad he didn't he didn't sprain or break his wrist the way he tried to he tried yeah. to his hands to, yeah. to break himself and it it been right. Um so I, that that could have been it for him he could have been been out for the rest of the playoffs and the way injuries has been piling on teams this year it, it wouldn't have surprised many people man but he was definitely rocked when he when he um when he got back up he was he he, he was woozy. Um, so, but I also think that you know they they were playing word games with um 
with calling it a concussion instead of a, a contusion instead of a concussion um, because they know if they label it a concussion, then, you know, even though they test them for concussions um, in the back, I think just calling it a, con- a contusion, you know, out the gate helps a little bit with how it looks in, in the media and with the commentators. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that was a little bit of gamesmanship because they knew what they could possibly be facing if it was labeled a concussion. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by the boys, Ken, Beasy, FIFO. Hit us up, 646 478 now, conversely, as I mentioned at the top, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, and last I checked, were up by 20 on the Atlanta Hawks going into halftime. So um, it's kind of safe to say this game is in the bag. Uh, LeBron James, for the most part, has done, you know, at least, especially these last two games, has done a lot um, pretty much on his own uh, with no help from Kevin Love, obviously, who's out. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, I think tonight, thus far through nine minutes, has nine points. But, um, you know, and LeBron James right now has 15 points. Um, It's obvious that Kyrie Irving is banged up. Um, And he's probably out there right now at about, I don't know, 60, maybe 70%. Uh, Assuming, (laughs) assuming that Golden State closes out tomorrow night uh, versus the Rockets, and uh, assuming that the Cavs win uh, the, the rest of this game in the second half. FIFA, I'll start with you, man. Can LeBron propel this team to victory in the NBA Finals without Kevin Love and a injured Kyrie Irving? Okay, I think Kyrie's a little bit higher than 60 or 70%. He got a little extra bounce in his stuff tonight. Uh, I don't know the percentage. I'm, not, I'm no team doctor. I'm, I'm not, I don't know nothing. But um, uh, I just know against Golden State, if Kyrie ain't at least 100%, <laughs> I don't think they can be Golden you State. You say he ain't at least 100 At least 100 man. He has to. Because, look, man, Golden State's a whole other animal, man. Yeah. Uh, my boy was breaking down this stat to me. And um, in the last 30 years in the playoffs, they took, like, regular season and playoffs combined. And Golden State is having the fourth most dominant season in NBA history in the last 30 years. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yo, like, they, they – they, they, no, I think all time. I'm sorry. I think that stat is all time. So they're having the fourth most dominant all-time season. So, you know, I look, without Kevin Love, I think they can win because Tristan brings something extra. He brings offensive rebounding, like, at an elite rate. You know what I'm saying? He's not um, a chump offensively. You know what I'm saying? You can get him the ball. He can finish. So, like, K-Love, that's cool. But Kyrie, you, you need that. I really feel you need that. But, um... I think LeBron is really trying to put that exclamation point on his career, so I think he's going to push whoever they play seven games. Like, like you're just not getting rid of LeBron like that. Like, we see it. Uh, I remember B was talking about it. 
he see it in LeBron's eyes. It's a little different this year. Oh, now you want now you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking with your feet, bro. Nah, I, I know, I know. No doubt, no doubt. What what about you, Beezy? Uh, can LeBron propel a this this team, man? Uh, we uh, again, I I agree with you, Kyrie might not be, and then again, we don't know. We obviously know Kyrie is not a hundred percent, and while he's playing, you know, pretty good tonight, uh, the difference in you know the uh, well, I won't. No, I take that back because there there are. I, are the finals games back to back, or are they every other night? I can't remember. I know now every it's other just night. Back every to, other night. Okay, so it's, it's every other. Night. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, like as far as the finals is going to be, you know, it's just like it's every other night. I think it might have one gap where it might be like two days in between the games or whatever. And that, yeah, that might be a travel day. That might be a travel yep, yep, when you switch your city. Day. Yep. So, so you know, the the, the 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 every other night is is kind of tough for Kyrie. So I'm gonna ask you, man, do you think that you know, what LeBron is doing right now, do you think that's going to be enough, or does he have to take it to another level to prepare yeah, these if, Cavs to... If he, uh, if he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't have Kyrie at 100%, 80%, 90%, yeah, he's going to have to go to another level, because, you know, I I mean, if LeBron can do this without Kevin Love, possibly without two of his so-called victory guys at Cleveland, if he can do this without, without them guys, against uh, what we look like on paper, the superior Golden State team, then, yeah, LeBron is like, you can't say nothing about LeBron not stepping up, but I just don't think he will, especially with a with a under, with a banged up, um, with a banged up Kyrie Irving, and like you said, he went to with that Dr. James Andrews, don't nobody see him unless something is really bad going on, so. Exactly. You know, I, I think, I think Kyrie is really banged up, and he's just toughing it out. And he's just trying to toughen it out for the team. I really, I think that's why he's out there now, because I told y'all, I was like, yo, he should. When they went up 3-0, I said, if I was Cleveland, I wouldn't even play Kyrie. I'd wait to the finals. I, you know, I don't know why he's playing now, actually. Um, they should just rest him. I mean, you're up 3-0. What's the chance that the Atlanta Hawks are going to win four straight games against him? Right. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think he shouldn't be playing. Not that he's just trying to get his, you know, trying to keep his, you know, keep that win up, keep his step up, keep his, you know, witty up. Just like people say, you know, he's trying, he still got a little pep in his step, so. But if he would arrest another game, he might even have a more pep step that he got. He gonna have to chase Stephen Curry around, or you know Stephen Curry or who? And he's he gonna have to guard Stephen Curry. Now they're gonna put him on Clay Thompson. But um, yeah, Ooh. he's gonna he's gonna bless you whoever just needs. Like no, no, I was going who? <laughs> it's just oh, the thought yeah. of Kyrie but, um, trying to play Clay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you know. Yeah, LeBron's gonna need his his uh, uh, right hand man to, to to be close to 100 percent for them to have a chance. Um, I think if they don't, if if Kyrie is like 40 percent and uh, people, I don't think they push it to seven. If LeBron is just doing this by himself, I say six. But um, if if they have an under you know under 40 percent or not 40 percent under like 70 or 60 percent Kyrie Irving, yeah, I think they can go push it to six. But I don't, I don't see him pushing to seven, not with a non healthy uh, Kyrie Irving. What about you, Ken? LeBron, um, LeBron man, do you think uh, <laughs> the big three is has dwindled down to like one and a half? Do you think that's going to be enough, assuming that both teams make it to the uh, NBA Finals? Uh, do you think that that's going to be an, uh, enough to, to, to get them over the hump? Well, I, I won't put this game in the, you know, 
in the back just yet because, you know, the Cavs out there playing around, man. Um, well, and, know, and for those of you listening, the, the Cavs are up 17 at the half. Yeah, but they, they're not taking the whole – they haven't taken them serious the whole uh, the whole series, but they're, they're not taking them serious. LeBron is not taking them serious. And um, and then they just got into it a few minutes ago. Like, you can give a team motivation, you know what I'm saying? And and if, if whatever just happened between Thompson and Carroll, if Carroll goes in and he pump up his guys and he come back out and, you know, they turn this game around, you know, you got to play another – you got to play another game. And um and that's gonna be in Atlanta. So I think they need to take this a little bit more serious and go ahead and uh you know, play to the end and, and quit playing around and LeBron needs to quit jacking up three. This ain't another. But um looking ahead, if both these both of these teams do it that, um it, it's hard for me to really, really say now. I gotta I gotta really um I gotta really think about this one, man, because it, it, it's tough. I know um, earlier this year, I told B that LeBron's not going to win the championship this year because he's not taking the journey serious because he's doing damn Bleacher Report video <laughs> documenting <laughs> this whole process. You know, and I'm like, this, this is the same guy that, that says he, he turns off all social media, his cell phone, and everything else when the playoffs come because he want to focus that you're recording videos for Bleacher Report. Like, Come on, man. Like, you're not focused on the task at hand. Now, if they go to the finals and he says, I'm not doing it anymore, okay, fine. But to me, that, that, that tells me that he's not, at least from the outside looking in, it doesn't look like he, he's taking this, this journey that serious. He's used to never record a video game, uh, video, doing a video series for Bleacher Report. Um, nevertheless, man, I, I really got to sit down and look at the matchup and look at how both teams are playing and really and, and that's why I'm glad it's, it's June 4th I think which is next Thursday because I'll really be able to kind of give you guys an answer and give everybody an answer on how I think the series will play out. If I gotta go uh, give you one right now I, I've said before I don't think anybody's beating Golden State um, they play defense and they have an offensive weapon and, and Steph Curry who can get a shot any 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 moment um, from anywhere on the court, and um, when you got a guy like that, it, you know it makes him extremely dangerous, um, especially with the way LeBron is struggling uh, shooting the three. Um, so yeah, I got to really really sit down and look at the matchup. So, but right now I think um, I think everything is in favor of Golden State winning this one, uh, winning the finals. Yeah, I got I got to agree, man. I think. I think if you don't have a healthy LeBron, I mean, if you don't have a healthy Kyrie, even if you put, and that's where I think, and B, and maybe this goes back to what B was talking about a little earlier, um, as far as the excitement or whatever. Don't get me wrong; these, these, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. These playoffs, I think, have been pretty, have been pretty good, but they've been lackluster in some aspects because. Of the injuries, and I mean, of course, there's nothing you can do about injuries. It's a part of the game, and I don't know how you can. But it's, it, it just seems to me like, I mean, if, if you if you miss a playoff game due to injury, then you've got to really be hurt. I mean, for Kyrie Irving to sit out, yeah, I mean, they they've handled the Hawks, but to actually have to sit out two games, you know, you're 
a lot more hurt than probably you're letting on. Um, we've seen CP3 miss games. We've seen, obviously, Kevin. So I, I don't know that. I think if we would have gotten, I would have loved to have seen the Cavs with Kevin Love, LeBron, Kyrie versus Golden State. I think that would have been an epic, probably seven game series. Uh, LeBron with a semi healthy Kyrie Irving might go six, and six, and I think six, at this point six is a stretch. I think Golden State probably wins in five, um, and it, and it won't be because LeBron isn't phenomenal. And we'll talk about that in just a second, uh, because LeBron is going to do what he's going to do. It's just, I I think Golden State, man, they come at you in so many different forms and so many different ways. And to be honest, and I heard someone mention this a little earlier today on the radio, and and I thought about it, Golden State might be the healthiest team that has been in the playoffs consistently all the way through. Um, And the scare that they had with Curry last night was um, probably the closest thing they've had to any serious injury. Um that being said, I think uh, I, I just I, I don't see this Cavs team because of how Golden State plays. I don't know that they that they can really keep up with Golden State because Golden State comes at you in waves, and they'll you know is anybody do they have anybody stop LeBron? Of course not. They'll put Clay on him. They'll throw Draymond on him. They'll throw Iguodala on him. They'll throw a lot of different people at him. But LeBron is going to be LeBron. I mean, he's right now he's <laughs> he's like four assists and a rebound away from averaging a triple-double for this series versus the Hawks, which is phenomenal in and of itself. And I'm pretty sure if they're at halftime, somebody's telling LeBron, hey, you need four assists and one rebound to average a triple-double. I mean, who wouldn't want to get a triple-double? And I don't know if that's been done in a long time to average a triple-double in a series. Um I'm pretty sure somebody can look that up. Somebody listening can look it up, but it, it, it's crazy, nonetheless. But I think um, I, I don't know, man. He would if he could pull this off, beating the Hawks, which was the best team in the East, and then beating Golden State in the finals. Uh, you know that that would be like the equivalent of two rings instead of just one. But uh, honestly, I I don't see it, man. They just don't have enough. They just don't have enough. Um, Phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners, Beezy, FIFO, and Ken. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to the sixth man of Dead End Sports, our boy Q. Q, what up? Hey, yo, can everybody hear me? What up? Yeah, we yeah, got you, man. What's going on? What's good, man? What's good, everybody? Um, yeah, just listening to what y'all were talking about a second ago. Um, man, I don't know, man. I feel weird, man, because I have an objective. Well, I already call myself objective on, on this subject of the Cavaliers and the Hawks. I'm impressed with LeBron, but I really am... But I just think it's fool's gold, man. Like, hear me out. Go ahead. He's being phenomenal right now. But none of the Hawks can create their own shot besides J. 
Jeff T. None of the Hawks can trade their own shot. That's a that's we seen it. We we seen what happens. Like I don't trust J.R. Smith and Iman Shumper to be putting up threes on Golden State's defense. I just don't see it. I don't see, you know, James Jones being a factor at all in, in a final series with someone like, you know, Eagle Dollar or Sean Livingston having to check him. I just don't see it. So, as much as I love what – I personally, this is what it is. I think the Cavaliers are benefiting from a weak East. That's what I think they are. I think that, mm-hmm. first off, the two conference finals should be – it should be, in my opinion, the Clippers – in the Warriors, and it should be, if John Wall was healthy, the Wizards and the Cavaliers, but that's, you know, you know, it's past, past. But I just think that the Hawks have been hit with injury, and I don't think they have that fifth gear where they could have someone to guard a LeBron James. I look at the Warriors roster, and I think that Steve Kerr has them disciplined enough to know that LeBron is going to get his. But what's the key to winning a finals? You cannot let the role players beat you. You have to tell Draymond to do his best to, to guard, um, you know, LeBron James. Tell Clay to do your best. If he gets off, just all right. That's what he has to do. That's LeBron James. Right. It's like it's like um, in that Pistons series, B. You know, when Jordan had to overcome the bad boys. Uh, well, I'm sorry. When when the Pistons beat, beat uh, the uh, Bulls in that series, everyone was like, "Yeah, Jordan's gonna get his, but make sure he works for every single point." Make sure that his role players are not a factor to beat you. And they weren't. And the Pistons went to the finals two years in a row. It was good for them, but they won those finals. So, all right, Q, let me stop you right here, though. Q, let me stop you right here because, look, first of all, we're comparing LeBron and MJ, and that's not a fair comparison. They're two different guys. LeBron is more of a willing passer, pass-first type of player. So the thing is, is that he can score at will. LeBron is is different in the, in the sense that LeBron, and, and, well, and he's the same in a sense with all greats that he can win two three games in the playoffs himself, and it's not just off of scoring with LeBron. He like like you saw the numbers he put up the other night, thirty seven, eighteen, and thirteen. Like like those, those those are historic numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 that's never been done. And ever yeah. NBA playoff history. So look, man, LeBron can win you multiple games. To me, that's why right, I say. Mm-hmm. To me, here's here's the way I see. I see as LeBron James is the next step in the evolution of the Magic Johnsons of the world. Like to me, he's better than Magic because he's doing everything that Magic did on a higher level. And that's no disrespect to Magic Johnson at all. I just see it as a six nine dude who can play anywhere from the one to the five. And I respect LeBron James game and I, I'm not saying that he's, you know, not an amazing player. He's probably top 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 six, top seven player of all time. But I think he's benefiting from the weak east and I think he's taking advantage of it as he should. This is LeBron James. You should be just dominating right. these Hawks. And you should be laughing at Teague's face. What like what is Teague gonna do to you? You LeBron James, you're supposed to be doing that. You have no respect. Mill Millsap, everyone was talking about how Millsap and uh, all those guys were max players. LeBron James is making those guys look like role players. And essentially LeBron James is single handedly taking the Knicks to the finals. So that shows you what he can do. But Closing, I think that 
on a big stage, his role players are not going to deliver for him. I think Kyrie's going to get off, and I think LeBron James is going to get off. But James Jones, all those threes from JR, that's not going to happen when you have guys like Draymond, Sean Livingston, Iguodala, uh, Clay Thompson, and a superior coach. Because what does the finals come down to, FIFO? It comes down to superstars and coaching. And I think, I think the Warriors have more stars, and I think that they have a better coach. But once again, LeBron James is the superstar. So we'll see what happens. I got I got the Warriors. When, when you know why coaching is close look, look, you, you know why coaching doesn't matter with the Cavs because they're the number one isolation team. So you know what that means? Give it to LeBron, play, play pick and roll, and let's get our offense. Or give it to Kyrie, let's play pick and roll, and let's get our offense. So that's how they play. That's how they play. That there's no coaching involved. You you make substitutions. You know what they're gonna do. Let's but who do you think is the deeper not team though? That's like Golden State, like that. But, but who do you think is the deeper team though? Oh, Golden State by Shoot. far is a deeper team. Shoot. I, I don't think that's even. Cl- and, and, and I, I think so that rope is you know you don't really have a lot of rope to have man. You can't really pull on that rope for too long man. You know like all right James mean? Jones he can go like all right. So I'm saying James Jones can go cold. He, he, but here's the like, thing. He could be a non-factor. JR could be a non-factor. Iman could but, be a non-factor. Because here's the thing. Right. As a coach, if, if, if the plays are designed for LeBron to attack the rim, are you just going to let LeBron attack the rim and, score, and, and shoot 60 70% against you? No. You are going to impede his progress. And how do you impede his progress? Because not one player can do that. So you need a team effort. So when that other player comes to help and the ball goes into rotation and your defense is rotating, who's going to be in that corner? James Jones. It doesn't matter who you have. It's how you're going to stop LeBron. How do you do that? You can't do it with one guy. Well, you know what? You know what I think, FIFA. I think the thing is, and and this is to Q's point. I think what he's saying is is that you have defensively. I mean, nobody's going to and and I. I'm surprised, and and I don't know that the Hawks necessarily have the personnel to do this, but LeBron is such a willing passer. I'm surprised that they haven't listened to the same thing that Barkley and 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 um, Shaq said prior to this series starting, and they've they've stayed on this point the entire time. Let LeBron get forty. Let because LeBron, in his nature, I don't think he really wants to score forty forty five. Um, you know, he he's exactly. not he, – pardon the pun, he's not Kobe. <laughs> he doesn't want to get 45. So I think what you do is you make him a scorer instead of making him a passer. If you play him straight up, let him get his buckets. The thing where, where you hurt yourself is – and this is where the Hawks have hurt themselves – where you, you're coming to double and you got guys standing around looking at LeBron – and he's making these incredible passes because he has the, a tremendous amount of core vision. He's making these passes, finding these guys like Shumpert and Delavadova and James Jones wide open. Let me pause you right there. Let me pause you right there. Because Le, hasn't LeBron, has the defense not watched LeBron for his entire career? Has LeBron not been making these passes to even more no-name players his entire career and elevating I'm not, a whole That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying is, people, is that you have to kind of take a page out of Popovich's book where you dare him to shoot the jumper 
and then you just make him be the scorer. I think you have to at least try that. I think I think where the Cavs are going to run into problems, it goes back to what Q said at the beginning, when it, at the beginning of the phone call. The Hawks, I mean, and, and there's no there's no knock on the Hawks. That's my team. I love them to death. You know, we had a great season. But, again, like Q said, they don't have anybody that can get their own shot. So that makes a difference on the offensive and defensive end. For the Hawks to have to win this series, they would have had to do the same thing that they did during the regular season where you have six, seven, sometimes eight guys in double figures. Well, you've got your corvers out. You know, you got this, this guy hurt and this guy banged up. And, and so you don't have all of the pieces there to, to, the, to, no, also, to, to the puzzle. And so I think what happens is is that the cat it, it's made the role. I mean, if you look at it, just look at the the teams and and here again, I'm not taking anything away from the Cavs, but look at the road that they've traveled to get to the finals. We can make a case case that this is the easiest road LeBron has ever traveled to get to the finals. The so, terrible, I mean, right. the East is it's a couple of teams. I mean, like really. The East is really just a couple of teams. And you know what, Kyle, last, last thought before I go, I, I know y'all got to get on the other calls. Have you watched most of the games between the Cavs and the Hawks? I watched them all. Come on, man. I have. Okay. So, yeah. have you? Have we all not seen the fact that the Hawks and the Cavs literally go through shooting slumps? They do. Both teams. Right? And, Both and that's teams very have. frustrating. And the Hawks are trying to just, you know, play catch-up and trying to overcome this. Oh, LeBron's getting off. we, we got to answer with and random threes from Shelvin Mack. What do you think is going to happen in two minutes when Curry and Clay are getting off and the Cavaliers don't have any answers because LeBron is shooting six for 43 from the three-point line and J.R. is going cold and James Jones is getting locked up by Clay Thompson? That's all I'm trying to say. Those minutes where they're going, you know, without scoring, I don't think LeBron can take you there with this team. That's just where I'm at with I don't think okay. he can take you there with that team. You know what? I, I gotta I gotta disagree with you a little bit, Q. I, I Supper and Jeff Smith, they they play well, man. And I don't think they'll just disappear in, in the playoffs. In the finals. You know, yeah. they're still going to do what they do. I just think the Warriors have a step deeper than the Cavs because now the Cavs are only going to Delhi and Smith off the bench. I don't know if that's going to be enough, but um, as long as LeBron is out there orchestrating the whole thing, yeah, they'll, they'll stand a chance. And remember, they have they have a winning record against the West. So it's not like they went out west and, and couldn't beat anybody. They beat teams. I mean, but, but they're not. But you you got to look at what they did against Golden State, Ken. That, what they did against the West doesn't matter at this point. It why, doesn't why matter. Why doesn't matter if they're playing teams in the it West? Does, because you you're, you're not playing the West. West. You're, playing, you're playing the best. For you to get a, a better idea as to how you may fare against Golden State, you have to look at the two games that they played against Golden State. I, I, I think Golden State won both. Now, you could make a case and say, okay, well, if Golden State won one, let's say that, that LeBron sat out when he had this back injury or what have you, that's, you could make a case for that. But you, what they did against the West doesn't matter at this point because there's only two teams left playing. No. no, no, no. I think you misunderstand what I'm saying. What Q said was that the East is a weak conference. We all acknowledge that. It is. So how do you measure – Yourself, you're measuring yourself against the Western Conference. I'm not talking about their matchups against Golden State. 
I'm talking about if the Cavs were in the West, if we look at their record against the Western Conference team, it shows that they have a winning record against those teams. So they would have a winning record in the West Coast. So that's what I'm saying. So if you were to switch conferences, they would that they would be they would still make the playoffs. So I, I think you yeah you look yeah they're gonna feast against the East, but they do have a winning record against the West. Same thing the, the Hawks had a winning winning record against the West. So it's not like they just they're just feasting on teams in the East and that can't beat anybody out West. You know all of a sudden they play a team in the West they can't win. So. And, and that's all I'm saying. I, I don't remember the matchups against Golden State. I have to look at it, and they probably did lose both games against Golden State, and that plays a factor. But, hell, they lost three to the Hawks. And look at this. So, you know, I mean, I, I look, we'll talk about it next week. I still haven't made my decision. I'm not going to bet against this guy just yet. But, um, but I don't know, man. I got to do my research on this. Cause I got the Warriors in six, man. The only way the Cavs win is on and the side. And I'm leaning towards the Warriors. Right, right now I have the Warriors. It just looks solid. But when I look at how the Warriors competed against their matchup, you know, uh, against everybody else, you know, I gotta, I gotta take that into consideration too. I see. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, as always, Q, man. Appreciate the love, brother. All right, man. See y'all next Tuesday. Go watch that I know. documentary. Peace. For sure. Peace. Phone number Q call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Also, programming note, make sure that you uh, check out my show tomorrow night, uh, 12 radio show. Uh, me and Q are going to be talking a little hip-hop. Uh, hip-hop part two, part two of our hip-hop discussion that we started uh, on last month. Uh, so Q to Six Man is going to be rocking with your boy uh, from 9 to 11 p.m. Uh, let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 410. 410, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's going on, fellas? AJ from Baltimore. AJ, what up, man? What up, AJ? What's good, AJ? I'm over here watching this talk game, man. I'm going to get my fishing gear ready because it is not looking too good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boat's ready, man. Boat is ready. Oh, the photo, photo been ready. The boat is on Lake Lanier right now. It came on a little late, but I'm glad I did come on when I came on, man. Kyle, man, you, you were dropping guys early. Like, like, you made a really good point about LeBron, man. I think, like, you're kind of knocking on the head. Like, maybe he, he's not a guy that wants to maybe score, like, 30 a night or some wild shit like that. Like, he just wants to kind of just have his fingerprints all over the game and kind of control it. So I know on ESPN, of course, you know, they don't, they're doing the injury comparison to LeBron. Man, he's probably going to average a triple double for the series. Mike never did that. You know, he might go to his fifth finals in a row. Mike never did that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, I like to just look at guys for your own merit, so I don't want to compare anybody eight, five seconds. That's not fair. Right. But, um, yeah, man, I feel like, like LeBron might be, as a player, he might be more compared with Magic Johnson. And I know that's the Magic play, but Magic kind of played everything and, you know, handed the ball out and everything, while Mike was more of a, a pure scorer, you know, a lot down the fender and you kind of put his foot on your throat and, you know, not let you get up. So I just wanted to put that out there. But, you know, some of the viewers, man, come on Twitter right now, man. I just wanted to let y'all know, man, the Hawks did win 60 games. Like, the Cavs are clearly better, but the Hawks aren't the right to be in this series, man. Like, you got to give them credit for that. Like, like I'm, not on, I'm not one of these guys saying the Hawks don't deserve it. You know, this season was a fluke. They don't belong here. You know, the Cavs are just a, a way better team. And we, we kind of thought that going into the playoff that they probably wouldn't beat 
Cleveland or even Chicago for that matter. Right. Well, I, I did. But yeah, but, but the Hawks, the Hawks are just man. I'm not gonna take that away from them. Oh, no doubt. I, I mean, I get, even if they weren't my team, I give them props. I don't think you win 60 games and you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals when you've never done that before in your franchise. I, I, you don't, you don't dismiss that as a fluke. I mean, now if you're just the casual fan or the you know, proverbial haters, and maybe you might say that, but um, no, I mean they deserve to be there. They they just don't have enough, and having players in, players injured makes it even worse. That just kind of compounds the problem. And you're playing against the best player on the planet, so it's you know it's a perfect storm for disaster, if you will. Absolutely, but I, but you know since we're on the subject, I did want to ask. Um, I'm kind of, kind of curious myself because I know me and a couple of my friends were talking about it earlier today. Um. What do you think the Hawks need to maybe break through to that next level? Because there's only one level left, and that's the finals. And LeBron needs to retire. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> LeBron needs to retire. We'll head out west. <clears throat> <laughs> What's your take on that, um, beat? Um, what, what do you think the Hawks need? Oh, what the Hawks need? Oh, they need that. To me, I always said this. I think that the Hawks need a bona fide center, man. Like, cause I always felt that Al Horford was never their true center. Um, and they can get like someone, you know, DeAndre Jordan-ish type of, of center. You know, someone that can run the court, rebound, and play defense. I think the Hawks would be all right. Um, I've been hearing. I know if Q's listening, I've been hearing that the Pistons are looking at Carroll. And they're going to draft the power forward in the draft, knowing that I guess Monroe is not going to resign with him or stay with him. So that would be interesting if Carroll comes, leads the Hawks, and comes to the Pistons. But, uh, yeah, I really think they always need a center for some reason. Just, that's just been in my opinion for the, uh, the Hawks for the past few years. But they, I just, they've always needed that true center, and they don't have that true center. Al Horford is not a true center to me. Oh, no doubt. I, I think um... – you know, I'm at FIFA. What's your take on it? What, what do you think the Hawks need uh, to take it to that next level? I think in this NBA, you could win with Horford at center. I think their thing is they need they need a guy that can that can get buckets. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel you have your second and third best player on championship team, you, and you have every single role player that you need, but you don't have that main guy. You don't have that horse, that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 they are the Spurs minus Tim Duncan. And you got mm-hmm. your Tiago, got your mom. You know what I'm saying? You got guys. You just don't have the guy to go to when you need it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem. And and, and I think Teague, I like I, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on with him, man. Because as a coach during the game, I pull up to the side and be like, yo, do you wanna play? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like you like you need to score the bucket. You need to be aggressive. You need to make these boys come out here and guard you. You know what I'm saying? So I like I I, I I don't know, but I think the main thing that they need is that that score, that go-to guy, the guy you know you can rely on, because because they don't have that. Everybody else can play off of that. All of those guys, they, I think they know their roles. Teague knows he's not the best guy, but he knows he can compete. Al Horford knows he's not the best guy, but he's an all-star. You know, like like Kyle Korver knows I can shoot the rock, but they don't have a guy to draw a double team. You don't have to double team none of those guys. That's why they're all. That's why the ball movement is, is, is so. It has to be that way for them to win. What about you, Ken? What do you think the Hawks need to take it to the next level? They won sixty games this way. 
you know, and, and it's the first year doing it this way. Regular season. Um, and, and, you know, depending on the outcome of the series, they have learned a lot. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, um, and I think that says a lot about that team. So this is the first season this has been implemented. And I think, I think it can work. Um, I think, you know, depending on the matchup, you know, next year, they could probably get to the final. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, because they have another year under their belt in the system. They have the playoff experience, not just first round, second round, and third round. Oh, yeah, they have first, second, and third round playoff experience. I mean, they'll be battle-tested, you know. And um, so I think, you know, just another year under their belt running that system, could do wonders for them. I, I do think they need that one guy that can, you know, get a bucket for them. I think that um, they are they do lack that. But if you do bring that guy, and that guy would have to be able to play with the system because you bring that guy in, then he's going to break the system, and the system is what got them this far. So, um, so I, I mean, you look at it, you say, okay, they need a guy, and uh, and I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. But I also think that you know we need to see what the system do, does next year, you know, and, and will, is, is the system a success or was this year just a fluke, you know, and, and they just caught everybody off guard. It's been working for years for the first. So, um, so I don't know, man. I think it's kind of hard to say. I mean, you're looking at this matchup, and we can say they need a guy, but, hell, they managed to beat two other teams this way to get to the finals. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to evaluate. I got I got to see it again another year. You know, I, it, it's rare for me to uh, agree with FIFO, <laughs> but I agree with FIFO. I think we just, we much like a, much like a lot of teams in the East, uh, in particularly, um, just need that one guy that you can throw the ball into that you can get a score. It doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have to be a, a power forward or a center or anything like that. He's just, a stretch for I don't care at this point you need that go-to guy and it doesn't necessarily have to be a guy that can score that needs to score 20 because I don't think in this system you need a guy that's going to get you 25 a night you don't need a Carmelo or somebody like that but you do need a guy that you can throw the ball to that's going to get you those key buckets just like down the stretch last and it's I know it's not a fair comparison but down the stretch last night they gave the ball to Harden and he just he created for himself and, you know, it was isolation. And I'm not saying that you got to go ISO, but in that offense that they run, I think it's beneficial if you can move around and then if you can't get the, if you can't get the best shot that you can get, then, you know, shot clock winding down, give it to somebody who can get a shot. And um, Teague does that. He's done that most of the year. Um, and he's done it a lot during the playoffs, but he doesn't seem to be as aggressive as I think he probably should be. Um, I think FIFA made a great point. They they are the Spurs minus Tim Duncan. I mean, Teague is, you know, he does some things from time to time that reminds me of a young Tony Parker. Um, they've got, you know, bench players. They've got, you know, all the intangibles. Um, but guess what? <laughs> At the end of the day, uh, number 23 is not going anywhere. So he's going to be back next year with Kyrie. Probably not Kevin Love, but with Kyrie. Um, and... We'll have a healthy Paul George and the great Roy Hibbert. So, <laughs> so and the next. So, you know, it, it, it's always interesting how teams have to match up and, and changes 
as season goes from from year to year. So uh, to answer your question, AJ, that's what I think they need. But um, as a fan, man, I'm I'm happy. I'm disappointed that we didn't go all the way because I had planned a a uh, ticker tape parade down Peachtree Street. But um, you know, it's all good. I'm still happy and proud. You know, there's nothing to sneeze at. I think it's still been a phenomenal season. And if you had told any of the four of us that the Hawks would be in the Eastern Conference Finals at the beginning of the season, we probably told you were crazy. That's that. You got anything else for us tonight, man? I'm sure you guys, this, this probably deserves its own video segment, but um, I can't help but mention it with the impending appearance of LeBron in the Finals again. If he loses this series, what does this do to his legacy? The finals, I'm sorry, the finals series. Hmm. Hmm. That'll be that'll be what six appearances? Uh, five straight, yeah, six <laughs> finals appearances. I, you know what? I guess it depends on how you look at it, man. If some people look at it as half the glass being half empty, half full. Um, I think it's a feat in and of itself to have played in five straight finals. Um, and and if he if they go in and win this series, and it looks like they will, he will be the first uh, non-1960 Celtic to play in five consecutive finals. So I think it just adds to his legacy. Now, if he didn't win, uh, I don't know. That might that might be a good video topic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, as always, AJ, man, thanks for calling in, brother. We appreciate the love. All right, fellas, man, take it easy. I'll be listening. You too. Peace. Peace. Phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to 774. Boy, Ryan. Ryan, what's going on, man? What up, Kyle? What up, Ken? What up, FIFA? What What up, up? Easy? What's going on? Uh, Not much, man. Just enjoying summer. Well, I can't work in the yard. Oh, I'm disappointed with this series. <laughs> you, sound, you sound disappointed. It's not over yet, man. A lot of time left on the clock. It's true. It's true. I mean, I'm not expecting like a Houston Rockets game last night. That that was nuts. But yeah, I was hoping I was hoping for more of a a push, like. Uh, seeing what they did in January, especially against Golden State, I, I thought they could really like make a push for the East. But Q's right, the East. We t- I think we said this like a week weeks ago. I, I said this that it was like the Wizards, Bulls, Haw- Hawks pulled out, and then Cavs. It's like four or five teams in the East that you could really say that was like actual contenders. But uh, I've been saying it. Golden State's gonna win it. No chance, no chance. How many games do you think go if if we get a semi-healthy Kyrie Irving and a you know LeBron James on full tilt uh, against the uh, vaunted Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry MVP? How many games do you think Golden State wins in? Assuming David Blatt doesn't get this blown up in his face tonight from playing Irving, uh, five. Maybe six, maybe six. As it says, give LeBron two. Two? Man, it's hard, man. It, it, it's yeah, because it I just I see what Golden State is doing right now. 
they have Spurs ball movement. Like they will move the ball four or five times before taking a bucket just to get the best shot. Like, and then Curry could put the handles on Kyrie and his day and make him jilt over in his own ankle. Mr. Grizzlies <laughs> got two. They don't have a Kyrie's lot. not guarding. Kyrie's not guarding Steph. That's not. That's not gonna happen. I would so, hope so. So, so, people, who do you put on Steph Curry? If you're if you're David Black, who do you put on Steph Curry? Jeremiah and Amar Shumper. Yes, LeBron. <laughs> Good luck with that. LeBron You're going to have to work. You really think he's going to work against Amon Shumper? Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see Amon yeah. Shumper. What do you mean? Yeah, Amon Shumper can he's catch him. Steph Curry will I, I can average see that. 28 points against Amon Shumper. Trust me when I tell you that. Maybe 30. Look, he's, Steph, he's, it's not going to do Curry well. Steph Curry will average 30, 40 against anybody. It don't matter. But the thing is, do you have a guy that's willing to take that challenge and do the best job possible? Yeah, you know uh, yeah in that case, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, because he could, he could do – I'll do Patrick Beverly. Mount Shepard is the best probably person to put from this squad on them, but still not going to do much. The more – the best I'm interested to see is Draymond. I, I, don't see, I don't see it. Like, Feastful said it best. They're the best isolation team. Against a team that does team ball, like, especially that well, movement and being able to shoot across any part of the half court, nah. Yeah, no Irving and, I mean, uh, 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 less than no 100% Irving and, and no love. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. LeBron would have to be, he had to be wiped out, and he's had to do that for two yeah, time rounds machine. already against the Bulls and then, then against the, the Cavs. He's going to be tired. That's why they're probably trying to put it away tonight so they can rest up for eight days. That's, that's what he'd be hoping. That's for sure. No doubt. Actually, I, no doubt. My, 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 my only question that I actually thought about since you brought up Kevin Love was um, if the Cavs don't win, do you think he leaves Cleveland? And if so, do you, what, what team do you think he might be interested in? You want to take that, B? Uh, if if he leaves Cleveland, uh, where do you think he's going to land? Kevin Love, where do you think he's going to land? I mean, I, I think the consensus has been Lakers because that's his home state. I mean, and they, they would have the money to get him. So I would think L.A. I can't really think of no other team. Right off the top of my head, I don't know if people can think of some good teams that would want him. But, I mean, I mean anybody, anybody would want him. But I'm just saying, like, any teams that he would want to go to. I think he would want to go to is um, – is L.A., especially if his boy Russell probably end up going there after next year. So, you know, L.A. Not like they might be talking behind the scenes, but why go? Why take some steps backwards where, you know, your team is on the one game away from being into the finals without you. So can you imagine if they had you healthy and ready to go in the playoffs and to the finals, how good that you guys would be? So I don't know. That's just exactly. me from the outside looking in. But I would say Lakers if I was to guess a team for him to go to. It just, it, but it don't make sense for him to leave that. I just don't – I don't get yeah. it. If Caleb leaves, it's all for the stats. It's all for the money and glory. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because the thing is, is like if you stay in Cleveland, look, you're going to get paid. You're going to get the most money possible. And you're going to win. And you're going to win for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like even right. when LeBron is, like, on, you know, when he becomes the third best player, like, like, like it's you and Kyrie, bro. And then y'all going to have the experience of being there, playing there. Yeah. Leadership level basketball, year in, year out. 
You yep. know what I'm saying? Like you'll know what it takes. Like y'all could really create a dynasty. Like like exactly. that, that that's that's the possibility right here, right now. That is that is what LeBron brought back to Cleveland and the rest of this team. Like like the, the rest of this team around that core three is perfect. You have mm-hmm. everything you need. There's no reason why you can't go to three straight finals with this squad. There's no reason. There's no reason. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't understand why K-Love would leave. But if he does leave, I could see um, I, I could see the Lakers. And especially if they draft uh, Jaleel Okafor and, and K-Love. And then maybe you get a Russell Westbrook. I, I could see that. I could see the Lakers coming, bouncing back with something like that. Um, or, you know, Boston's been hot about K-Love. But I, I don't know if Boston got enough to really entice no. him. Um, now they're to, going to, after LaMarcus to, and Wesley Matthews. See, look, man. Honestly, I want LaMarcus to go to San Antonio. He goes there. Ooh, we. That, that, that's a man, problem. That, LaMarcus Aldridge in San Antonio was scary. scary. He said, ooh, we. Yeah. Daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost not fair. Man, that would be scary. Ooh. I, I, you know what? I, I think... Um, I think L.A. is probably the the landing spot, to be honest with you, Ryan. Um, I think, and we had this discussion the other day, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, especially as uh, free agency draws near, which is probably a little less than two months away. Um, yeah. It would make sense for him to stay, but here again, you got to remember that David Blatt has already come out publicly and said yep. that Kevin Love is not a max player. Now, when your coach says that you're not a max player, that doesn't really sound like a ringing endorsement, uh, even though he's not the GM. Um, and, and keep in mind, we saw Kevin Love kind of hit his stride as probably the last five, ten games as they were coming into the playoffs. But uh, there, there were stretches um, in the second half of the season where fourth quarter he was on the bench. And that's got to yep. be extremely humbling to him um, to be on the bench. And with the way that uh, Trishan Thompson has played and LeBron, LeBron, yep. <laughs> LeBron James of all people said the other day, we should lock him up. He should be a Cavalier for life. Uh, I think LeBron James got a lot of nerves saying somebody should be a Cavalier for life. <laughs> but that's another story <laughs> for another day. Uh, nonetheless, it, LeBron and Kevin Love, haven't necessarily got along that well. Um, I would be very surprised if he can't. It, now it makes more basketball sense for him to stay. But to be honest, if you can go someplace else and get maxed out and be the man, he Kevin. I would be surprised if Kevin loves that. And and I haven't heard one person, any of these quote unquote inside insiders, say that you know he's happy where he is. He's saying the right things. Because you know he yep. doesn't want to make waves right now. I mean he's on his way right. to a, a possible winning, possibly winning a ring. But I think as soon as free agency starts, Kevin Love is going right. to do LeBron the same way LeBron did D Wade and, and Chris Bosh. He's not going to return phone calls. He's going to go on that recruiting tour, and he's not coming back to Cleveland. I, just, <laughs> I think that's the way it's going to end up, man. I see that. I think that's how it's going to play out. Hey, we got a couple more phone calls to catch. Hey, as always, Ryan, thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate the love, brother. Appreciate you guys. Hey, looking forward to that hip-hop show tomorrow night. Oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good night, guys. Peace. Peace. Phone number Ryan calls, 646-478-0356. 
Phone lines are lighting up. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to 773. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jockman. Jockman. What's going on, Jock? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, Watch the Cubs game. Cubs won today. Uh, Bryant and Bryce Harper for the Nationals. Homer today. Insane game. That was pretty Third. fun to watch. Um, Blackhawks last night made a great comeback in that game, but couldn't win in overtime, unfortunately. That was a good game, too. They got to win. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow in Chicago. Um, uh, I wanted to talk quickly about uh, LeBron and comparing him to Jordan. Um, like, I love Jordan. I think he's, I still think he's the best player of all time, but, I mean, you got to start giving LeBron some love. I mean, you, I see, like, every time, like, someone's quick to put a put-down on LeBron, and it's like, you don't need to do that. He's, he's the best player in the world, easily, and... Uh, He's, he's showing up. He's showing up in the playoffs. I mean, what more could you ask for him right now if you're a Cavs fan? I think, that, you know, to be honest, man, I, I think what we all give him his props. I think his – I would like to – and it's no no knock on him. I just wish we had a healthy Kyrie Irving and a healthy Kevin Love. I think if we got that, we'd have a seven-game series that would probably be epic. Um, yeah, head into the final series. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, okay. you know, yeah. I just, I, I, I think we, we're injuries have kind of cost us that opportunity. That, but that's no knock on LeBron. LeBron is LeBron. Again, he's he could possibly get up a, a triple double tonight, and would have you know back to back triple doubles and average a triple double for the series. So that in and of itself, and I heard people talk about you know the fact that he took 37 shots to get all of those points. I mean, if, if LeBron's not taking those shots the other night, who is? I mean, James Jones and and and, and Iman Shumpert aren't taking those shots. He had to take those shots to keep them in. And they had to win that game the other night. If they don't win that game the other night, then they're playing another game. You know, even though they, they're gonna, you know, they were going to beat the Hawks, they, they would be playing a game five in Atlanta. And that's an extra game that you don't have to play. That's more rest because the finals don't start until June 4th. So... No, yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I don't know, Jock. I don't know if you meant us, but I mean, we give him yeah, the five. He is number five. Everybody, like, uh, everybody is about like a keyboard athletes on Facebook and all that that always quick to put on LeBron. Hey, hey Kyle, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, man. I, I meant to ask you, man. So he hit a big shot uh, in Game Three. Went up. What? Were you were you worried at all when LeBron had the ball? Was I worried? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, because you know, I think the thing is, is that you have to like just as a fan as watching the game, you see how things worried. play out. And I knew that obviously you don't you don't want the ball in LeBron's hand at the end of the game. So because he's gonna make the, he's either gonna make the shot or he's gonna make the play, and you hope that you can force him into making. I don't want to say making a bad play, but making the play where somebody else doesn't make the shot. Um, nah, man, LeBron has been he 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 did what he was supposed to do. He did everything I expected him to do against us. Nearly scored the last five points to beat you guys, including uh, what I would call a pretty pretty huge three in that game, including the fact that he missed his first five. But you know, but you know what what triggered all of that? 
was the offensive rebound. And if you look at the series, LeBron is going to get the headlines and Kyrie's going to get the headlines, but guys like Mozgov, mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson in more in particular, has, he alone killed the Hawks on the offensive glass. And you guys know from playing basketball, the, the offensive rebounds give you extra possessions. And if you can't win the rebounding battle, you're going to have a hard time. So, you know, much like what FIFA mentioned earlier about what the Hawks need, somebody's going to get rebounds on a consistent basis every night, too. And then Horford and, and uh, Millsap do a good job, but they've been clearly been beaten up on the boards by uh, Mozgov and, um, and LeBron and uh, Tristan Thompson in particular. I think when he shot that, I could have swore I heard him say, this is for Kyle, uh, not calling him <laughs> yeah, You know, you know yeah, what, kid? He, he's gonna he, he's gonna need some of those shots come uh, come go to state in like two more weeks, and he won't be shooting for me. Trust. Yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Jock, we, we're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about uh, Ray McDonald in just a second. Uh, you wanna, hey, Jack, man. Yeah, you you want to give where's us my, any, where's my any baseball thoughts on report him? At, man, where's my baseball report? Where's my MLB report? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the uh, one second. Uh, yeah, the on uh, my baseball report. Uh, I don't know if you guys are following this about what the Miami Marlins have been doing. Like it's completely insane what they're doing right now. So, a couple weeks ago, they fired their manager because they're off to a pretty yep. bad start. They nearly got no hit, and then they just fired right. them. And right. then they hired their they moved their general manager to the manager position. And this guy has zero experience ever. He hasn't coached baseball in 30 years, and they just put him in the dugout over anyone wow. else. They have yep. three did managers you, did, on their payroll did right you, now. Did you it's see crazy. that firing of the manager coming, though? Because, I mean, remember, they had super high expectations going into this season. Uh, yeah, I kind of did. I, kinda, I didn't think it happened so soon, but I kind of saw it coming in. But I didn't expect them to hire the general manager yeah. as their manager. It's crazy. And uh, on Ray McDonald, I was against that signing since the beginning. I did not want him. I knew this was going to happen. I just knew it. And, uh, yeah, it was smart to cut him as soon as, pretty much as soon as they found out because that would look bad if they kept him for a little bit longer. Yeah. That's true. No doubt, no doubt. Any quick thoughts on uh, Ray McDonald? Uh, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. I didn't want him. Uh, Vic Fangio, Ryan Pace, George Skatsky, you guys are all morons. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, as always, Jock, man, thanks for calling in. We appreciate the love, brother. All right, you guys have a great week. You too. All right, you too, all right, man. Peace. Peace. Hold up a job. Call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Let's take another call, and then we'll jump into some NFL talk about Ray McDonald. And Mr. Adrian Peterson is back in the news, and he's about to square off with the Minnesota Vikings. Let's jump to the phone lines. Looks like we got my dad on the line. Dad, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, son. I'm just sitting here listening to all these great knowledge. Everybody's doing a pretty good job today. Thank you. And uh, I was was thinking when uh, you guys hit the nail right on the head about the Hawks. Uh, They haven't had as 
true bona fide center since Walt Bellamy. Yep. I can remember you. Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. Yep. Walt Bellamy was with way before you even were thought. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I know the name. I don't remember him as a player. He was a top. He was a top center. He was a top center. Well, see, Walt Bellamy was a complete center. Matumbo was a half a center. Matumbo could rebound and block shots. A, a third of a center. He could rebound and block shots. Couldn't shoot with a crap. Uh, Bellamy could score, play defense, and rebound. So I mean, you know, he was a complete player. The other thing the Hawks haven't had was a get go-to player. Have they had one since uh, Dominique Wilkins? Unless you want to call Joe Johnson a go-to player, I wouldn't. But uh, E-Mass I, Jones, no feel, I, I really don't think the Hawks had a go-to player since uh, Dominique Wilkins. Uh, and uh, some of the other stuff, uh, Ray McDonald, I, I, I caught the end of that. I saw in, in the paper somewhere that uh, he was in trouble again. He's 30 years old. He just put himself out of – he's 30-something, 30, 30, 31, something like that. He's old enough to where he's put himself out of football because nobody's going to take a chance on him. Uh, Fangio guaranteed him for uh, the Bears, and he more or less gave Fangio his tail and kiss. Uh, well, so you guys talking about earlier, I, I, I forgot something. I wanted to say something. I was about talking about LeBron was... and talking about uh, the matchup oh, between Harden LeBron. and Curry. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you guys mentioned that because everybody's picking Golden State. But what I'm, I was thinking about was the city of Cleveland, and I know how bad LeBron wants to win. Now, LeBron's doing some stuff that I've never seen him do. He's taking over games and putting the team on his back. You know, he facilitates, he's, whoever said it earlier, he's more like a magic where he's a facilitator, more so than somebody's going to put a team on his back. But he's doing everything he can to bring Cleveland a title. And I was thinking, I can't remember Cleveland ever winning anything. I've been around here since 1946 and watching stuff on TV and sports since about 19, since I was six years old. And that was like in 1952. And I remember the Indians broke my grandfather's heart back in 1954. And I really can't remember them winning anything since Jimmy Brown and the Browns won back in the early 60s, around 64, 65, something like that. I can't remember them ever winning anything other than that. They ain't won no Super Bowls, definitely ain't won no basketball, and the Indians speak for themselves. They only had one opportunity when they played the Braves, and they gave the Braves their only World Series victory in the last 30 years, which is 1957. So, uh, you know, they have uh, really not done a whole lot. And Kyle, I will not be listening to your show tonight, tomorrow. <laughs> I have to speak intelligently about that genre of music, even though I've started to uh, listen occasionally. And some of the people that I've heard, the older guys, like especially Tupac, uh, I find very relevant, very, very smart guys. Uh, some of the stuff I just flipped over to our local hip-hop station, I'm saying myself, these kids are crazy. You know, that's... <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you won't find a lot of hip-hop on the radio, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, 
that's the equivalent of wishing that record they had a couple of years. That's just my baby daddy. That's just that's that tip hop is just as poor and crazy as that crap right there. From the stuff that they got on the radio. Uh it's, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh Kyle, you need to call me after you get off air. Uh and I All right. give you some what is Daly doing? Uh Things are going, you know, not not great, but not better. But you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a buzz when we get off the air. Okay. Uh, you other guys, I thought for a while Beast might have been going to sleep. I'm sorry, Beast might have been going to sleep, but he woke up right on tea. But uh, <laughs> I really, I, I really am enjoying the, the show. So you guys got it going on. And I'm all right. Look, as far as I'm concerned, they start the NFL tomorrow. I'm tired of everything but football. I want football. Yeah, we can't wait for football, football season to start. It, it, it can't come any sooner. Hey, hey Kyle, as you always. Gotta, you got to help me out with my fantasy team this year because I'm joining you guys. And, and even though it's my uh, first year, that, that, that's I, the wrong person who wants helping you out. That is definitely. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you do. You might want the help of Ken since he won this year, but Ken's not that good. He just lucked up this year. Uh, it's never I don't lost. care who gives me some help as long as I as long as I see my objective is to learn how to do it so I can kick your tail and then tell you guys about old tell you guys that you gotta respect the old school. That's my ambition. <laughs> always. Hey, as always, Dad, thanks for calling in. We'll talk we'll holler at you next my week. My pleasure, son. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Phone number my dad called six four six four seven eight zero three five six as promised, we're going to get in some NFL talk real quick before we get out of here. Uh, first and foremost, man, Ray McDonald. Uh, <laughs> wow, what can I say about this guy? Ray McDonald, uh, for those who don't know, Ray McDonald um, spent most of last season under a cloud of a suspicion of domestic violence charge, uh, even though he was never charged in the incident with the 49ers. Um had another incident in late in mid December, and the 49ers ended up cutting him again. Now the incident that happened in December, uh, no charges were filed, but the 49ers just decided, hey, we're going to cut bait with. Um, fast forward to a few months ago, where Ray McDonald signs a one-year non-guaranteed contract with Jockman's Chicago Bears. Uh, then fast forward to, uh, when was this, Monday night, Monday morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, allegedly, Ray McDonald um, was having an argument with a woman. I think this was his girlfriend. Uh, he allegedly hit her while she was holding a baby. Uh, Ray McDonald then was arrested for domestic violence and child endangerment. Um, story broke. And then about two hours later, the Chicago Bears cut him loose. Um, Ken, I'll start with you, man. What do you make of this story? And do you think he's gotten more than enough chances to get it right or get it wrong? I think it's unfortunate for Ray McDonald. Um, It's obvious that he has anger management problems. And he can't control himself. For you to get in this type of trouble again, 
after nearly losing your football career because of this, these particular uh, claims against him, um, shows that he doesn't really care about the game, man. Um, and he, you know, he, it's, it's it's kind of sad and it's kind of tragic that this is happening uh, for him, man. I think there will be a lot of people that would love to be in his position, and he just continues to throw it away. So, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's had enough chances. Um, you had a non-guaranteed contract, so you knew if you messed up, you were not going to get any money, and yet that wasn't on your mind at all when this whole thing went down. So, um, so yeah, I, I think he's done. I think the only team that will probably take a chance on will be the Dallas Cowboys. So they, they seem to be uh, hiring all the... <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I, I think it's, it's not right. I think it's a, um, I think I, I give the Bears the Chicago credit for giving him a shot, giving him a second chance because he wasn't convicted, right? No, and that's the thing, Ken, and, and for everybody listening, Ray McDonald still has yet to be convicted of any of these charges. Now, the charge that he got in. December was a aggravated assault slash rape charge, rape allegation. Um, that's still pending. The other, the, the initial charge that he had for domestic violence was dropped, and then he has this charge now. So he, so keep in mind, he is now. Well, he hasn't been kicked out of the league, but he does not have a job or NFL team to report to. But he has not con- been convicted of any of these crimes that he's been, you know, brought up for. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Let's be honest. Let's let's not play like, well, look, he did. Come on now. More than one woman has came forward and said, yo, this guy has done X, Y, Z in more than one instance. So, I, you know, look, I think a lot of football players have anger management issues. They have a lot of brain trauma. They deal with a lot of physical pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's a whole other animal. Football is a whole other animal. That's why most players' careers don't even last five years. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're in and out of that thing. And the players that do last, but look, Ray McDonald's a whole other – look, he's beyond second chances. He's beyond second chances. I 100% agree with Ken. You had a one-year non-guaranteed contract, so you know you're, like, at the end of the line. Yeah. And that wasn't on your mind. That wasn't enough to like football isn't enough. It's a privilege, and and and, and you you can't control yourself enough to do the thing that you supposedly love. Then yo know, like like that's not that's not good for business, man. So you gotta go. And I like at this point, no other team. Shame on them for 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 hiring that guy. Yeah, that's 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 a great point. What, what about you, B? What's your take on uh, Ray McDonald, man? Yeah, man, just yeah, I agree with everything Ken and people points they made, man. This is like just just you got a chance that no one else has. Well, I ain't gonna say no one else, but like not many you know young black males have to be successful in the National Football League, and here you go blowing it just because you're making you know irresponsible decisions and. You know, I you know I hate it happens to him, but at the same time, it's like if he's getting all these chances, I don't blame Chicago for pulling the trigger so quick because it's like, look, 
you went into this, you know, knowing that, look, if you mess up, you out of here, buddy. So what you want to do? And I evidently he chose the other route. He didn't, he don't want to, he don't care about the NFL. He doesn't, he don't care about his NFL career at all. Something that a guy given talent gave him to do, and he's just wasting it. So, you know, this is unfortunate, but yeah, I pretty much echo a lot of stuff that uh, Ken, Ken and people said some points that I was going to say, but yeah, just echoing it, man. He just, it's unfortunate and, he kind of is almost like he deserves what he, what he what's coming to him as far as him not playing that there and no team's taking a chance on him. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, man. I, I think great points made by everybody. I think it's, um, you know, it, the Bears, and, and I've heard people, um, and I've seen, read a lot of stuff about people on, special, on social media killing the Bears for even giving him an opportunity. I don't necessarily knock the Bears for giving him an opportunity. Uh, I do know that the Bears, when doing their research, what I, from what I've read and doing background on him, they spoke to his, like his old high school coach, his family members, his, uh, his peers, um, but they did not speak to the young lady who brought this charge against them. Um, and I think that was kind of telling. So I think the Bears may have dropped the ball in that particular spot. Um, that being said, I can't blame the Bears for his actions. His actions are what led him to be arrested. His actions are what led to this charge. Now, whether or not he gets convicted or not, I mean, you you need not look any further than Ray Rice. Look at, look at what Ray Rice went through, and Ray Rice still doesn't have a team. And I think it's probably – I've heard some rumblings that the Cowboys may bring him in for a look, but nobody's nobody's calling Ray Rice. And Ray Rice missed last season. He can't afford to miss. If he misses this season, he's done. And 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 some people think he's done already. Uh, I, I don't have any sympathy for Ray McDonald. He put himself in this situation. And I agree with FIFA 110%. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, I would like to think as a father of a daughter, that he would not put his hand on a woman. I can't imagine anybody trying to put their hand on my daughter because they're going to die. That being said, that's somebody's daughter. So I'm not going to absolve Ray McDonald if, in fact, that's what he did. And in hitting a woman with a child in her arms definitely endangered the child because he could have hit the child. Um, but there's anger, man- anger management issues there. Um and he doesn't belong – he's got more issues than worrying about whether or not he's on a football field because at 29, 30 years old, he's got the rest of his life to live. And I hope that he, you know, takes steps towards getting his life together. And hopefully this is a wake-up call for him. But if it's not, it's tough to live the rest of your life, you know, when you have these kind of issues because it, it doesn't get any better. You know, you, you're a football player now, and then when you remove yourself from that element, what are you doing then? So, we'll see. We'll see. But um, swift move by the Bears. Uh, one of the few times you'll see a guy get cut uh, <laughs> with no kind of conviction whatsoever. But they, the, the Bears, from what I understand, told him that there was a zero-tolerance policy, and, and obviously they adhered to that. And, unfortunately, Ray McDonald could not adhere to those issues as well. Uh, the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Speaking of 
discipline and suspension. Uh, our boy Adrian Peterson, man, Adrian Peterson is back in the fold with the Minnesota Vikings. But Adrian Peterson has told the Vikings that he will not be attending uh, OTAs, and he's probably going to miss training camp. Adrian Peterson is at odds with the Minnesota Vikings because he does not like the way that they did not back him up when he was facing suspension um, from the league. And uh, so Adrian Peterson is kind of like at war with the Vikings, and he is looking to be traded. Um, I'll I'll start it off with you, man. Um, What do you think is going to happen with Adrian Peterson? If he's threatening to sit out OTAs and he's threatening to sit out a training camp, do you think he's going to suit up for the Vikings in the fall? No, he's going he's gonna to go with his boy um, Jerry Jones. That's going to happen. I don't think he's going to end up in Dallas. The organization. Yeah, he's going to end up in Dallas, I think. I, I, I mean, I have a feeling. I ain't going to say, oh, I know, I know, but I just, uh, I <laughs> he's going to end up He's going to end up with Dallas, man. I mean, you know, remember, wasn't it last year with him and so-called him and Jerry Jones was having this private conversation, phone calls or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, during his suspension or whatever. But now, so. keep in mind, the, the Cowboys just signed, uh, who did they sign? Was it Darren McFadden? They just got him really? back. They just picked Re- up a really? back. Yeah. Really? Nick, Nick, Nick Fadden? Really, Kyle? <laughs> Mr. Glass? Are you serious? No. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. Yeah, you're just trolling me. No, I, I can definitely see him playing for the um, playing for the Cowboys because I, I just think he's upset with the My- Minnesota – I said Miami – Minnesota Vikings organization. So I think he just kind of want a fresh start one out. Um, I ain't going to say he's mad. I just think he just want a fresh start, if anything, um, and just get out of, you know, get out of Minnesota and – what better way to go to Dallas? A, a team that was kind of right there. You saw what they did. You know how easy Romo' life was with a good back. So, and I think he's gonna run mad this year. You, I think this season he's gonna come back mad. You know, because it's not like he had a whole year wearing tear playing. <laughs> he's been out the whole year, so I think he's gonna come back recharged and ready to play. I think he's gonna ball. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? AP man, what what do you think ultimately happens with him? Uh, he's at at odds with uh, the Vikings, and he doesn't want to suit up there. And they want him, but they, you know, they're not going to trade him just for nothing. What, what do you think ultimately happens there? He'll play. He, he loves the game too much. Um, I, man, you know what? I, if this issue is with the organization, um, he should also be be have an issue with the um, with the NFL too because they. They did him dirty after he um, he copped the plea. So I mean, he might as well just not play at all. If he if he's going to be that sensitive about this whole situation, don't try to get out of Minnesota now. You know. Um, so I, I I think he'll um, I think eventually he'll play. I think he loves football too much, man. But it really depends on um, how upset he is with you know Minnesota, or he may just be looking at you know. His, uh, you know, ch- opportunities to win a, a title are, are, are dwindling right now because I don't know if Minnesota going to win one anytime soon. So I can see him wanting to get out because of that and maybe try to go to, to Dallas, which, you know, has a good chance of, of going to the Super Bowl. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's – I'm not that man. I, I can't speak for that man, so I don't know what's going on with him, but just – just looking at this, man, I, I think it's just a little, little childish, man. What about you, FIFO, man? What, what's your take on it, man? AP uh, possibly wanting out of Minnesota. 
wasn't it me saying uh, AP played his last days in Minnesota? What, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like and I ain't got no sources. I ain't got no sources. But I, all I know right. is, you know, I be right about a lot. I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> I agree 100 percent with you. Hey man, be careful. Be be careful, man. You might break your break your arm, pat yourself on the back, man. Nah, nah, nah. I be I be wrong about a lot too. But I be right though. I be right. But nah, um, I agree with B, man. I think he winds up in Dallas. Um, you know, and I think having Darren McFadden as a second back, that like, now nah, that's a dynamic duo. Um, if you can get at least, you know, six games, seven games out of Darren McFadden, hopefully mainly in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, I think I think somehow, some way, he just winds up there. Uh, and if not there, uh, he he's played his last days in Minnesota, man. It, it's just, it's. Come on, like, you have to have a quarterback to win. AP has been extremely loyal. He's been your best player since Randy Moss. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I don't know no other player in Minnesota Vikings history offensively that, that, that's, that that's up there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's it. It's done. It's done. Where he goes next, I think, is Dallas. But um, it, it really doesn't matter, man. He, he just won't be in Minnesota. I think um, I think you guys made some good points. I I don't know. I, I think they're at a stalemate, and I think the the thing that really is going to be telling is that AP really doesn't have a lot of leverage. They own his rights. Um, they won't trade him without compensation. I mean, real compensation. They're not going to trade Adrian Peterson for a a second round pick and uh, a, a fourth in in the next year's draft. They want to get maximum value for it. Now, the downside to that is that the draft has already happened, and that's not to say that you can't trade future picks, but um, I, I don't know that cap-wise he fits in, and that's another thing that we're not factoring in. I think Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't have the information in front of me, I can get it before the show's over, Dallas, as constructed right now, don't does, Dallas won't have enough to sign it because they'll be over the cap. Um unless Jerry Jones is willing to go over the cap. Um, and for a player like Adrian Peterson, he just might be willing to do so. Um, but, no, nah, I, 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 I might be in the, in the minority here, but I think, I think ultimately he, he ends up being a Viking because the Vikings, can they can do what De, the Detroit Lions said to Barry Sanders. Hey, you either play here or you, or you don't play at all. And at the end of the day, AP loves to play, and – They've got that $12 million contract. <laughs> and cash rules everything around me. So the Vikings don't have – I mean, Adrian Peterson really does not have a lot of leverage. I think he may hold out, and they said that if he held out for OTAs and training camp, his fines would to- – because, of course, you're being fined every day that you're not in camp. His fines would come up to about $250,000. Now – I know that's probably not a lot of money for AP, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. So, I don't know, man. I, I Yo, just, that's not I, even a game check for him, though. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. But, but again, that, people, that, that this is, is somebody no who loves AP. to play the game. Like, and, and Ken and said it best. That, he loves to play. But he, but and he I think wants, ultimately he wants to play. And keep in mind. Time, he doesn't want to play for a winner? You don't and, think he wants but, to but control where he goes? Every, every okay, you said he didn't want to play for a winner. Keep that. in mind, the Vikings were one 
game away from making the playoffs last year without AP. They got a young quarterback in, in, um, in Teddy Bridgewater. They got some young receivers. He's a good quarterback. I, You're giving them you, good. You put, you, you put them in that division, which is a tough division. If the, you know, the, I mean, the Bears aren't going to scare anybody this year, I don't think. Uh, it's just you and the Packers and, and the Lions. And, you know, so I, I think they got a shot with AP. Again, they, they, were, they were in the playoff hunt until the last game of the season this past year, and that was without AP. And if you had told us at the beginning of the season that the Vikings could possibly make the playoffs without AP, nobody would have bet on that. Nobody. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I, think he, I think he's going to end up staying. I think he may hold out, but I think he's going to end up staying. Time will tell. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Want to thank everybody for tuning in who uh, watched the Eastern Conference. If you watched that Eastern Conference game, God bless you. Uh, the score is one twelve to eighty three with two minutes left. So want to thank everybody tuned in who are coming over from that. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to area code five one six five one six. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, sir? This is me, Randy from Long Island. Randy, what's going on, man? So, Randy. Uh, no, not much, guys. Just watch, just watching the game just being like a sweep. Like, damn, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. They getting banged. I, I think it was going to be quick. Yeah, I said it was going to be quick. Nobody believed me. But it's all right, though. It's all right. I thought, was, I thought Atlanta was going to take, going to give them at least a, take the seven games. But I guess it was not. It was just... Atlanta was just too much. I mean, Cleveland was just too much. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, yeah, they, they were just way too much. What you got for us tonight? Beat down. Uh, just want to get my two, my, my, my two cents with the whole Delta Dover thing they've been talking about. Oh, yeah. We're about like, to go to that, too, man. Uh, I, to me, what I think about it is this. Delta Dover, I think, to me, he's just a, what, that was a dirty player because – because when, when, when you've been, like, holding in the first game with have with Chicago, he was holding on Taj Gibson. And then then all of a sudden, now the next game when we go into Atlanta, you're going, you're going to just have, have this, like, an awkward fall on on Kyle Korver. It's kind of made me think, like, okay, I think you, they, he's trying to – he's playing too hard. But I guess what they try like they – and when I read on ESPN, they were trying to say that because he's, he's from Australia, like, Australia, New Zealand, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, that's why he plays like rugby and he plays so hard. I think he needs to like for me. I think he needs to learn how to how to play how to play on uh, on an NBA level because you can't just keep on falling, keep on falling on on guys like Kyle Horford and Kyle Korver with those reckless plays. Yeah, man, it, it's uh, it, it's. It, <laughs> And I've heard people say he's 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 aggressive, he's this, he's that. Um, it, you know, I'll, let me throw it around to the fellas, man. FIFO, man, it, it, you play basketball. You know that there uh, are some unwritten rules. You never take a guy out of the air. You never cut a guy out of the air. You never run up under a jump shot, a jump shooter. Um, it, plain and simple, man, is Della Vadova a dirty player? No, nah, man, no, nah, man. He, he's not a dirty player. Um, the way he fell onto Kyle Corver is unfortunate, but it, 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 it happens. It just it happens, man. It's part of basketball. He's playing hard. He's diving for the rock, 
it happened. It, you know, I, I don't think he intentionally aimed for that. He, he rolled into him. Um, and then the one on Al Horford, I don't think that was dirty either. He he got pulled down, man. He got pulled down. I, I don't think he's trying. I don't think he's out there trying to hurt people. He plays tough. He plays gritty. Ask Bradley Beal. Um, that's how I got put on the Delavadova. I saw an interview, or I read an interview, and he was talking about uh, one of the toughest defenders he had to go against. And he said Delavadova. So I'm like, okay, let me check him out. And I liked what I saw. That's what he is. And you know, here's the thing: in the NBA, all of the toughest, all of the toughest, grittiest guys typically have a rap of that. So you know, I, I just think it kind of comes with the territory. Um, just watch him. He, he, I think he's a really good player. I think he's one of those role players you need on a championship caliber team. That's why he's here, and they ain't get rid of him. Okay, okay. What about you? Uh, what about you, B? Uh, Delavadova, man, dirty player or or not? No, he's not dirty. I saw your tweets too. He was laughing. Uh, you thought he was saying is he a dirty player? I'm like, no, it's not oh, yeah, dirty. dirty. I mean, he's, I think he's dirty. So no, nah, it, it wasn't dirty, especially the one with the Kyle. I think that was his, his momentum. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I think the Kyle Korver play was a was a was bang mom- bang play. I don't think he did it on purpose. That was momentum. Um, but his, I think his momentum. When, yeah, I think it was his momentum. But I think when you go to the floor and you got two guys going to the floor, anything can happen, and it is unfortunate what happened to ball. him. But that yeah, that that happen. play versus Horford and the play versus Taj Gibson, I mean, Delvadova's got two guys kicked out of playoff games. Think about well, that the for a second. Taj Gibson, okay, I can I can because that first one I first saw, I was like, oh like, oh man, I'm like man, why Taj Gibson try to? But then when they showed the slow motion, I said, okay, I probably you know. You know, he reacted just like how probably any other human being would react just off naturally. Like, oh, man, you know, trying to tell him to kick him down. So, you know, eh. But I, I think the Al Horford situation, I, I definitely disagree. Disagree. He should I mean, not disagree with people. No, I just disagree with this call that him getting ejected. I mean, it's not like that's around our test or, you know, like someone who's had a past, like, just always doing being reckless. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is kind of clean cut as they come. I mean, I don't think that that was, like, just too blatant. And plus, he kind of, he missed. He didn't, like, directly elbowed him. He just kind of put stuck, <laughs> stuck that arm out a little bit. But right, right, right. I think, I think <laughs> hey, he didn't get him both. with the people's elbow. <laughs> right. if, they, if they just would have gave him both a technical foul, bam, bam, okay. It, it, it is. You know, put your hand, whatever. Like, but to eject him, I'm like, oh, that, that was a little too. I thought I was surprised to be ejected him out the game. But you know, I guess rules are rules. If he if he broke the rules and didn't follow it properly, hey. But I kind of, but, but I kind of thought that the refs just overreacted when they, when they kind of they kind of showed the alpha who was, was kind of do that kind of like that people's elbow. I mm-hmm. thought they kind of reacted and just do it because they could have just taken into consideration like Al Horford is is not that type of dude to go. To go just like force the forces home by way to go hit right. himself with those back. Yeah. What What about you, Ken? Delavadova, man, dirty player or not? Um, real quick, I did say the Cavs are coming out the East. Um, back to Delhi, since we're <laughs> talking about the Cavs. Um, he's not dirty. The play against Gibson, um, yeah, whatever. It was gamesmanship. Um, the player against Corver was an accident. He was diving for the ball. So was Corver. 
He just rolled over. There was no way he really was going to know that Cole was really going to be there to roll on his leg like that. And the play against Horford, Horford was pulling him down. People seem to just ignore that. I've looked at that replay as many times as they showed it. Horford got him by his arm and he's pulling him down. He wasn't trying to roll on his If Horford would have let go, that wouldn't have even happened. So the man's not dirty. not a dirty player, man. People need to stop this dirty player stuff, man. They're overreacting to nonsense. You can logically explain every single play that we just saw. Horford was pulling him down. He got what he deserved. I, I, I think he's dirty, man, because I think the 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 play with Corver again. I think it was it was a bang bang play. I don't necessarily knock him for that, but I think you got to be careful when guys are going to the ground for loo- for a loose basketball. It, it, it's it's not like football where you have pads on. That you being be said, though, in the game, Kyle. Wait, wait, what you mean? Yeah, you no, 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 no. And I, I get that. I'm, again, I'm not knocking him. I don't. I don't think that that was dirty at all. He just caught him. He caught his leg. They both were going to the ground. And I don't think that – I mean, he has as much right to go after that ball as Kyle Korver has. And if you throw yourself on the ground and you roll over, you're probably going to roll over somebody's leg. I don't have a problem with that. That was a bang-bang play. The Horford play, he is agitating and he's up under Horford. So Horford's pulling him, but he's falling down, and he's also pulling Horford down too as well. And, again, I think part of the issue I had was he got a tech. And the NBA still has not explained why he got a tech. Now, Horford should have reacted better. Horford, And even in, in Horford's reaction, I don't think you throw him out because we turn around and look at last night's game where Dwight Howard clearly throws an elbow to Andrew Bogut's face. What he did was almost as egregious as what J.R. Smith did to the to the uh, the kid from uh, Boston, Howard gets a flavor one, but Horford gets tossed out. That doesn't make Horford. a lot of sense to me. And I think, and, and I don't, and we don't have time to talk about the officiating. But I think the officiating's been bad. It, it's been bad most of the playoffs, and, and consistently bad. Um, well, I don't think but so. I, is he is he dirty? I, I think he's dirty, man. I, I think, and and that won't fly. Because I think if I put it like this, Al Horford's an all-star. He's a good guy, humanitarian, yada yada yada. If Matthew Dellavedova had done the same thing to Kevin Durant, or LeBron James, or Kobe Bryant, or Carmelo Anthony, we wouldn't be. Nobody would be singing this guy's praises. Trust me when I tell you that. Nobody. Now, whether or not you think he's dirty time. or not is something is something in and of itself. But I don't think I don't think we're singing his praises if he did that to LeBron. If he weren't play, if he wasn't playing for Cleveland. But what? I mean, we'll see. We'll see what? because okay. now he's got a face. Was Rodman Steph dirty? Curry and, huh? What's that? Was Rodman dirty? Hell yeah, Rodman was dirty. You tripping? Did you nah. see? Did you not see nah. Rodman push Scott, Scottie Pippen into? Into the stanchion, the basketball stanchion? That whole Pistons squad was dirty with the exception of Joe D. Yeah, I think you're tripping on this one, Kyle. <laughs> well, but Kyle, <laughs> but Kyle, I would say that, like, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's why I mean, he was also annoying, too. He he would do any kind of tactics trying to, like, trying to piss people, trying to piss people off, trying to, throw, like, trying to mess with your psyche. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah. That Robin Robin was an irritant. Robin was an irritant yeah. to to the tenth power. 
Hey, Randy, we're getting notification. We got about 90 seconds. As always, man, thanks for calling, and we appreciate the love, brother. Not much, brother. And also, for that. Hey, yeah, we're getting notification. Sure, we got about 60 seconds left, man. want to thank everybody for tuning in. Got to thank the boys, man. Beasy, Ken, and FIFO. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. In the event you cannot listen to the show live, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. Check out our podcast. Uh, on our website as well, deadinsports.com. Make sure that you watch, subscribe, and share our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash deadinsports. Um, we're everywhere. Follow us on all the social media outlets as well. That's going to do it for us, for Ken, for B, for FIFA. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace. Go Hawks. Check out me and Q next uh, tomorrow night.